Okay, I want to share with the Olam an idea in Parshas which also connects beautifully to a Yesod in Breshis, in Parshas told us. Earlier we discussed the concept of Re'ei. What's this Indian of Re'ei? See, what's the Torah telling us? So I want to give you another another idea of what does the Torah mean when the Torah says Re'ei? Look, look, see. What does the Torah want from us? Just say, listen, Shema, Shomo, what's Re'ei? Re'ei, you should see. What's the Torah demanding of us? In the Hemshech of the Parsha, the beginning of Perak Yudbeis, the Pesach says as follows. Actually, it goes from destroying Avodah Zorah to the Binyan Beis Hamikdash, And there's some kind of, it seems to be some kind of connection. We'll read the Pesach. Should destroy all the places that the Goyim worship Avodah Zorah. Again, going through detail to destroy. Don't do like that for Hashem. Meaning that's the Isser of Ibud Hashem. Ibud Shem Hashem. Kiim el amokoim asher yivchar Hashem eloikeichem mikol shifteichem losume shmoisho. Lishichna yisidrishu vosashom. Also the Pesach. Okay. Why is the Torah talking about destroying Avodah Zorah? Memei was saying that you shouldn't do that for Hashem, we understand. Why does it jump from that to Ki emel ha-moka ma-shayif ha-Hashem le-kechem ovesan tukat in the base ha-migdash. L'shich le-yisil l'shu bas Hashem. So first I'll share with you a concept that's found in the Achroinim, uh, Rabbi Ruben Katz, Zechot Tzadik Levroch, and many others bring down his Yesoid. He says, Alom de Shepshat, in the connection between destroying Avedazore and building the base on English. But I want to give you a different idea, perhaps, of what's behind this Pesach. The Pesach says, after it says to destroy everything, it says you should build the base on English. So he comes and he says like this with Reuven Katz. He says, listen, we know that Chazal teaches us in Mesech Zavid that although Avid is only Osir Betolosh, which means if somebody theoretically would worship uh, a mountain, the mountain doesn't become Osir Bahano. Okay? If somebody worships a statue, the statue becomes also Bahano. The takravis, anything you use to sacrifice for Avodah that was the whole famous thing with the with the sheitlach, right? With the Indian sheitlach. Okay, so that's also Avodah right? But if it's mechubal akarka, if something is connected to the ground, that doesn't become also. So there's an exception to the rule. The Gemara brings down here in Avodah The Gemara brings an exception to the rule. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, uh, It says the gods that are on the mountains. It's coming to say, 
The mountain itself doesn't become an Avedizore. That's the bottom line. However, it's true it doesn't become also Bahanor, but you can't use it for Shemayim. It's already Mias for Shemayim. So for Shemayim, you can't use it for Avedis Hashem. That's the Gemara. Comes a proving cats, and he says a goyness. He says, so how were they able to build a base Hamidish on the Hamuria? Why was it a problem of Avodah The goyim worshipped, worshipped all uh, all over Eretz Yisrael. And this time Hamuria was also a, a, a mockum that would have been right for the goyim to worship. So Reuven Katz says no. He says the Novi Al Kochach, when the Novi was Megala to us. When the Novi was Megala to us, that this is a place that we could build a base on English, the Novi basically said that this place was never worshipped by Avodah It was almost part of the same Nevoah. The same Nevoah that declared that this is the Mokom Amigdash, declared that it was never worshipped by Avodah So now he comes with his Chap. He says, if that's the case, we know that there has to be Bechira. There has to be free will. Free will means that everybody has a right and ability to worship Avedizor. And theoretically, they could worship Avedizor anywhere. Wherever they want to worship, they could worship Avedizor. So if a Novi would have come and told us where the Beis Hamikdash was in advance, it would have been a problem. Because it would have been as though the Novi is saying, this place can't be worshipped by Avedizor. And won't be. And that can't be done. He says, goes on to say, that's why the Mokom Hamikdash remained in hiding until David HaMelech, the whole Meisen Alnoin, because until it, it came time to, to sanctify the Mokom Amigdash, it couldn't even be known where it was. Because if it would have been known, it would have been like a pre-declaration and a decree that this place can't be worshipped by the Zohar. Take away the Bechira. So he comes here at Reuven Katz and he says, that's the reason why the Pesach says, Abe Ta'abdun Eskol HaMakoyim Esashe Ovdu Shem Right? Meaning the mountains are okay, but right, which means for, for the shechina you can't use even a mountain that was worshipped by the Zohar. and that's why it says you can only seek out the shechina once you get there. Then we can dedicate where the Mokom Amikdash is. Otherwise, we can't pre-dedicate. This is removing Katz's way of reading the pesukim. Very nice chap. I want to give the Olam a machshava, an idea, which I think is is fundamental. It's a fundamental yesoid. We spoke in Parshas, told us, we spoke by Riches, about a basic a basic question. When Yankiv and Esav were born, the Torah goes out of its way to tell us that Esav came out first. And that this was always a struggle. This was an ongoing struggle. In Yankiv Avinu's life with his brother Esav, he had to get the Bechera, he had to get, he had to buy the Bechera, he had to thereby then get the Brachas, also with some kind of a shtiklach, but it was riding on the fact that he got the Bechera. And this remained almost the, 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 the Yaakov Avinu's life struggle until, really till Esav died, theoretically, on, 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 on his rights, which Esav got at being coming out first. So the obvious question is, why did the Be'evishter, why did the Ba'ashefer make that Esav should come out first? 
It's true that there's a Vilna Goyen, and, 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 and many explain that Yaakov Avinu was really conceived first, and he came out second. It's all, it's all, it's all there, right? But Lamaisa, if Yaakov Avinu would have come out first, everything would have been different. Everything would have been different. Lachaira would have been much smoother sailing. So why, why didn't? If Yaakov was the one, as the Novi told Rivka Imein, Varav Yavitzoya, this was always pre-decreed from Shemaim. So why didn't it actually happen in that way? The explanation we gave when we were learning Parshas told us is it's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. In order for somebody to accomplish something on any lofty level in spirituality, it has to come with a struggle. And it's, it, there's a direct correlation between our efforts and, 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 and our conclusion. I, I once said, the Chofetz Chaim has a beautiful pshat that's often repeated by Asiyah Masechta. Chofetz Chaim says that when we finish a Masechta, one of the things we say by Asiyah is, Onu ha-meilim u-makablum socho. Ve'em ha-meilim ve'enam socho. So the Chofetz Chaim has a beautiful idea. He says, what does that mean? We talk about the people that are in the base marriage. We talk about people who just run around, you know, doing other things. And basically we say that we, we run to the base medlish and we get reward. And they run and they don't get schah. What does that mean? It's not true. It's not true. Go, go in any field. Go in any field and you'll see people that run and put effort in and they, they, do, they do see success. And the Chavetz Chaim goes to say a beautiful idea. He says, in, in Gashmias, success is measured by the conclusion. What did you walk away with? So if a person puts their life into a deal, and the deal fell through, so it the ain't a kabbalum Chavetz Chaim said, when it comes to Ruchnias, Hashem rewards our toiling. There's no such thing as a wasted effort. The effort is also... You get schar for the effort. But I wanted to add to that idea. And maybe it goes, it goes in line. But it's an add to the idea. And to say that in spirituality is very different than other areas of life. Other areas of life, you could win a lottery. Figuratively, you could win a lottery. In any, in any area in life, you could win a lottery. You could sometimes dabble with something and put a little, a little, a little effort into it, and all of a sudden you, you were very successful, and you could have something else. You put a velta kachis, and uh, you don't see success. The correlation between how much you put into something and what you actually take away is not necessarily totally zebazet. They don't have to go in together. They don't sink necessarily. By spirituality. If some don't believe somebody that they reached any level, any lofty level of spirituality if they didn't toil. So the Kenyan, the actual when you acquire a madrega, when it comes to spirituality, it's acquired the Kenyan, just like you're kind of bekesa you acquire it by how much effort you put in. And the effort actually contributes in a very direct way to what you walk away with. That's 
Onu amelum umekabel mischak. Our amelus is always an amelus which accompl- it does accomplish. It does accomplish. The amelus does something. There's no such thing, oh, you know, he got it, it's not fair. You know, it's not, uh, not fair. What he got, he worked for. And what he worked for, he got. And that's the way, this, that's the way it works in Ruchnitz. Comes the Pesach and says, Re'eh, you have to see, Ruchnitz is different. The bracha is found in how you do it. How much you seek out the mitzvah. How much effort goes into the mitzvah. How much your focus is in the mitzvah. And directly in the re'eh, and how much that becomes your focus, that is how much bracha you pull away. Yaakov Avinu's success had to come through effort. Through effort. Hashem Taka said he's he's the Choshiba one. And Taka he was conceived first. But in the Toitso and the going out, when they came it was played out in a way that Yaakov is gonna have to fight. He's gonna have to buy the Bukhara. He's gonna have to put his effort into it. And Asaph is gonna lose the Bukhara because he says, I don't need it, I don't want it, I'm not ready to work for it. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not ready to put my life on the line for it. In order to have a Beis Hamidosh, says the Rabbi Shalom. Beis Hamidosh can't just be like that. It's not stop magic. Beis Hamidosh can only come if you're ready to destroy all the Avodah that's within. All the Avodah that we have in ourselves. And Avodah doesn't always mean Dafka Avodah so anything foreign to Avodah Hashem. So it's Abe to Abdun. And then you could be Zoichel. After that, then you could seek out the Shekhinah. And through the Abe to Abdun and the Lashikhle Sidrishu, then it'll be Basa Shama. Then you could talk Av. So the Avoidah, our success in Ruchnis, is going to be a direct Tetzor in how much we put into the effort of, of uprooting bad and seeking out positive. And then we have the Lushikh Nasil the Shuba Sashom. Okay, I couldn't shabbat.